Hey everybody, it's Timmy Gibson here with you for the Timmy Gibson Show. Today's topic is going to be sex. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're going to talk about Christian bullshit, and that is sex outside of marriage is a sin. That's what I grew up being taught, and I realized that that's not true, and we're actually going to even take a look at the Bible, because the Bible actually doesn't even say that specifically. But we'll unpack that. I hope you'll stay tuned for more on sex. All right. Let's talk about sex. So in this particular um, series, I'm covering topics that I, I didn't come up with a better title, but just Christian bullshit. Basically, things that I was taught as an evangelical Christian that uh, I either A, no longer believe, or B, uh, don't agree with, uh, C, think uh, is toxic and harmful teaching. <laughs> now, I will, I will say, a little disclaimer for this particular talk. You do you, okay? You do you. I'm just sharing with you my thoughts, my opinions, right? This is my podcast. I can say whatever the hell I want. But here's another thing on, on this little disclaimer that I would like, like to give here is first and foremost, in, in me saying that sex before marriage or sex outside of marriage isn't sin, I'm not necessarily saying go have sex with everybody. Uh, nor am I say saying anything of the sort. Okay, so like, don't don't read into what I'm saying, because it'd be paramount to me saying eating a Krispy Kreme isn't sin. That doesn't mean that you should eat Krispy Kreme all the time. <laughs> so it, it's similar to that in in the sense of just because I'm saying I don't think it's sin, I'm not saying that hey just like take the governor off and live a wild, crazy life because I do believe, okay, I do believe I still hold very close to my heart. Um, I think purity is important, but I don't, purity does not, purity and not having sex before marriage are not the same thing. So, you know, I'll, I'll get into that in this particular talk, but again, um, I'm not promoting loosey goosey sex. Now, if that's what you want to do, I mean, you go do you and that's fine. You know, be safe, be smart. You do you. Uh, but there are things that I, so here, so here's, here's a funny thing. So in this series of Christian bullshit, things that I was taught when I was in the evangelical church that are stupid, there are also things that I was taught that, that weren't stupid. Obviously I'm not going to, Maybe I will do a series on that. The things that I learned in the evangelical church that weren't bullshit <laughs> because they're just good moral things to live by. Right. Uh, you know, you don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Not everything that I learned. A lot of what I learned was was really good stuff um, that, that I live by today or, or attempt to live by today or that I hold true and dear to my heart. Right. I've said this before. The words and teachings of Jesus are very dear to me. You know, love your enemies, do good to those who curse you, forgive, move, you know, all that's like love, mercy, kindness, 
Um, all those things are very, 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 very dear to my heart. Uh, but when you get down into these specific uh, dogmatic type views that frankly aren't even biblical, okay, it's, it's not even biblical. So nowhere in the Bible does it actually say that sex between two unmarried people is a sin. That That's not in the Bible anywhere. So gr granted, you know... <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I'm not exactly sure where that came from, honestly. Uh, but it could come partly from the verse uh, in First Corinthians chapter six, verses eighteen through twenty. And I, and I have to say something else here too. Okay, so many of you, if you've listened to me before, you know my stance. I do not think the Bible is divine. I don't think that it was written by God. Of course, no one thinks that it's written by God. Everybody knows that it wasn't written by God. Uh, but, you know, what we used to say in the evangelical church when I was a part of that, we would say that it was divinely inspired. It was written by men, moved by the Holy Spirit, you know, all that kind of stuff, which I don't believe that. You know, I, I don't, I don't. No one ever in history ever, except outside of Jesus, right? If you believe that teaching outside of Jesus, Jesus, even Christians, but you know, what I'm going to say right now is what every evangelical Christian believes. The only perfect person to ever live on planet earth was Jesus. Okay. So that's making that assumption. So men specifically like men, like men with penises, women did not contribute to the Bible. Only men, men wrote, um, and they weren't perfect. So there's no way on God's green earth that these men wrote perfectly. They wrote what they thought. Okay. So a lot of what people try to make doctrine out of and try to make dog dogma out of and try to make these religious rules and all these regulations and all this bullshit is from humans writing down what they fucking thought, what they felt, right? How they saw it. And then, you know, here we are making rules and regulations and wow. I mean, oh my gosh, that, that, that takes me down a whole nother rabbit hole of just craziness, craziness. It would be one thing. It would be one thing. If God himself wrote the Bible or wrote stuff, then I could understand us saying, okay, live by that fucking shit right there. Like live by that shit that was carved with the finger of God. Fucking live by that shit. Okay. But, but that's not, <laughs> that's not what happened. And, we, and what's wild is, Christians know this, like any rational thinking Christian. If you ask them, did God write the Bible? They'd say, no, men wrote it, but inspired by God or inspired by the Holy Spirit. In other words, anyway, whatever. Okay. So, so my disclaimer, this is all still part of my disclaimer. You know, I'm making a lot of, of, uh, assumptions here, you know, making assumptions that the Bible is even, um, containing stuff that's worthy of being studied, which I do believe that it, it is. I'm just saying for those of you listening, you know, some people don't value the Bible at all and that's fine. Some value it like it's God, whatever. 
uh, some value it like me moderately. I I think that it's has some inspiration in it. I think it's got some great stuff in it. I think uh, it's it's good, uh, you know. Um, but it's also got some crazy shit in there that is literally nuts. Um, and you know, maybe I'll do a podcast on that. All the nutty stuff that the Bible says. I mean, it, it's really got some wonderful things in it, but it's also got some really nutty things in it. And if we were to truly live by the Bible, like truly live by it, this would be a crazy world, man. Slavery would still be totally vogue. Um, anybody that stole something, we'd chop their hands off. Anybody that committed adultery, we're fucking stoning them. Well, not the guy, only the girl. The girl only gets stoned, not the guy. I don't know what that's about. And if you want to get a wife, uh, go rape somebody and then pay her father 50 shekels and she's your wife. So, uh, you know, don't don't get me started on on the craziness of scriptures, uh, because on one hand, there's so many wonderful things in there. But then on the other hand, there's a bunch of crazy stuff in there. So, you know, there's no way I can I can ever agree with the Bible being divine, uh, but I can definitely agree with it being uh, ha- having some inspiration in there and having some real good stuff in there, of course, just like any book you might read today or anything ever that you might ever read ever, uh, you know, has some good stuff in it, most likely. Okay, so, uh, you know, that's kind of my, my like little disclaimer, like, you know, I'm making some assumptions here. I'm making some assumptions that the Bible is even worth considering when we talk about sex you know is it even is it even worth considering what really the the apostle paul wrote in regards to sex um so anyway did i did i mention the scripture did i did i say what it said just flee um did i did i mention that let me go back to that verse real quick first corinthians 6:18 says flee from sexual immorality every other sin a person commits is outside the body but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? Question mark. You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your own body. Okay, that's the verse. That's the verse that many people interpret. You know, we shouldn't have sex in, until we're married. Well, several things. One, who constitutes a marriage? Okay, let's, I mean, who decides? Is it because you have this, a, pa- a paper from the state? Because you've committed in your heart, because you've stood before a, 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 a pastor or an officiant like me, and and I've made it. You know now you're now you're married. Um, now I will say, today in today's world, yes, to be married uh, would be you know someone like me would need to officiate and then sign the documents from the state, and then you're legally married. Um. You know, so that's that's what we do today, and that's fine, and that has to do with a lot of other things in the sense of, you know, taxes and filings and just you know all that. That's a whole that's a whole different story, right? Because I am one hundred percent still in favor of marriage. I love marriage. I think marriage is great. I think people should aspire to marriage. I think it's a neat thing, um, but you know, it's not for everybody. It's clearly not for everybody, and and surely. Uh, or, and for me, surely, you know, I, I do not believe that you need to wait uh, to have sex until you are you know, legally married. So 
that's again, there's so much to talk about here because it's like what constitutes a marriage in God's eyes. And, and, and if the Bible teaches that God doesn't change, so did you have to get a note from the state back then? And what, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very convoluted. So do I believe that you have to wait until you're married to have sex? Or do I believe that to have sex outside of marriage is sin? Absolutely not. I think that's no more a sin than, like I said earlier, eating a Krispy Kreme or any, I can't even think it's, there, of course it's not sin. Now, what I think matters. Okay. And I will just say this for, for anyone that's like an Uber Christian, Try to find, to find, try to find the scripture. I've searched and searched. There is no scripture that that teaches uh, that you can only have sex in a marriage. Um, and that's I could also I, this could maybe be a separate teaching. I almost maybe should include it in here. But also another really silly teaching in the evangelical church is that masturbation is a sin. That is absolutely ridiculous. That is laughable. That is so freaking silly and moronic and toxic and unhealthy. I'm just gonna tell you right now, if you're single and you're not with someone, you should be masturbating every day, literally every day. Now I'm not a proponent of porn though. I will say this. Do I think porn is sin? Eh, I mean, you know, I don't maybe ish. I mean, whatever I, porn is just, I'm just not a proponent of porn for a lot of different reasons, um, because I believe in, you know, keeping your thoughts pure. And I'm, there's, there's, there's things, there's other things that I value that, that don't line up with porn. I think porn to me, at least most of it, I'm, there is, there is good porn out there that, that might be, that might sound like a paradox or whatever, but I think there is good porn out there that can teach, you know, young, young couples how to be creative and how to have fun and all that can, you know, really, uh, and, um, what do you say? Um, you know, be like a, like more like a teaching aid, you know, so you're not just trying to fumble around in the dark and figure things out. You can actually watch some, uh, you know, a couple in more of a loving relationship, uh, have sexual relations. Uh, I I'm just not uh, a proponent of, especially like hardcore shit. I, I'm just not in favor of that. I'm not in favor of violence, abuse. I'm not in favor of slapping, punching all like, I'm not in favor of any of that shit. Um, now I'm, you know, getting a little freaky, little handcuffs, little spanks on the hiney, whatever, like you do you, I mean, whatever, like, I mean, uh, sincerely like whatever. I mean, I like, I think it's great to be creative, have fun, to experiment. Yes. All that 100% all that. But if that stuff comes from a broken place, you know, if you were abused or beaten as, as a, as a younger person or as any, at any time in your life. And so now you like to be beaten in the bedroom, like that's fucked up. And I think you need to probably go reconcile some shit through a therapy to kind of balance that shit out. Um, but you know, if you like to do certain things because it really actually brings you pleasure and it really does feed your soul, uh, and it really does come from a healthy place, fine, whatever, who am I? I can't, I can't judge what's necessarily right for one person 
compared to, an, you know, like, right. Some people like mint chocolate chips. Some people like Rocky road. Some people like plain old vanilla. Some people like chocolate. Some people like fucking whatever. And so whatever. Um, so basically let me <laughs> now just what I, this podcast, this particular episode is, is again, just addressing the one, the one teaching that I grew up under that is bullshit. And that is sex outside of marriage is a sin. Okay. That's bullshit. Now, what do I believe about sexual purity? Well, you know, I think sexual purity is important. Now we've all been impure. Okay. I have, I can't, I don't know about you. I have, I have, I have definitely done things I'm not proud of. I've definitely, um, broken my own moral codes, uh, when it comes to sex in my life. Um, you know, so there you go. That's my confession. So I'm not talking from a place of, Hey guys, I'm perfect. I'm a virgin and so should you be like, I'm not coming from that place. I'm coming from a, just a real vulnerable, honest place of, uh, hopefully shedding some light on what I would consider a false teaching, uh, which is that you should, you know, wait to have sex until you're married. Now, a couple things, you know, we live in a very, a real hookup culture, no judgment. Okay. Two adults can do whatever the hell two adults want to do with each other. If they agree and they're in their right mind, they're not being manipulated, tricked, coerced. Fine. There, no shame, no judgment. Okay. Um, now the one thing I would say about that though, the one thing I would say about that is a, you know, of course be smart, you know, wear protection. Don't be silly. I mean, all that stuff, right. Protect yourself against venereal diseases, STDs. I mean that, you know, you gotta be smart too. Um, you know, if a lot of alcohol is involved, you know, there could be some regrets there. Uh, but I will say this, I will, let me just mention this because I, I do a lot of date coaching, you know, and I'm, I'm single, um, and I'm, I'm living a very single life. You know, I live very single and act very single. Um, but, uh, it, 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 how can I say this for guys or girls? Okay. Let's just, for example, let's just say, let's just, uh, cause I can't talk about you. Let me just talk about myself. So if I'm, if I'm at a club, which I don't ever do, <laughs> have I ever been, I haven't even been to a club. Have I been to a club? I don't think anyway, if I'm at a restaurant <laughs> that has a bar, that's about as far as it goes for me anyway. So if I'm sitting at a bar with one of my buddies and you know, if I'm taught, if I talk to a girl or whatever, let's just say, let's just say, um, you know, the, the conversation comes to, you know, what are you doing later? You want to come over that kind of thing. Okay. So let's say it's, it's going there. There's a couple things to remember. Honesty is always the best policy. Always. Okay. Always. I personally have several rules. One of my rules is if you're drunk, it ain't happening because you're going to do something or you think you want to do something you don't want to do. So, so if, if you're drunk, it ain't happening. I personally don't get drunk. So that's not even an issue. I don't get drunk. The most I would ever have drink wise would be two, 
two drinks is all I would ever have, even throughout the whole night drinking. That's just my personal rule. I'm not saying that to like, cause I'm something special or makes me a better person. I'm just communicating truthfully to you. That's kind of my rule. Two drinks, two glasses of wine or two whiskeys or whatever I have, I'll have two. Anyway, and typically I'm the one that's driving. So that's another reason why. Anyway, so if it, if it's going to lead to something else that possible, I'll be upfront and honest and say, Hey, listen, I'm not looking for anything serious. You know, if, if, if you want to, if you want to come, you know, go back to my place. Great. Uh, whatever. Like I, I definitely don't want to ever be guilty of coercion, uh, manipulation, uh, trickery, um, I think I might love you. Why don't you come home with me? Like I straight up honesty to me is always the best policy straight up full on honesty. And if that means I don't get someone coming home with me that night, fine. Absolutely. I can sleep at night and, and wake up the next day and feel good about my life. So that's just a personal rule. Um, so, you know, when, when we talk about when I say it's bullshit that it's sin to have sex outside of marriage, you know, I it's not sin to have sex outside of marriage. But I think you should have some some boundaries or some guidelines or some rules that you follow. Um, you know, I have I have friends that have different rules and, you know, they're like, hey, I, I don't want to have sex until the third date. Some are like, I don't want to have sex with someone until we're like, you know, committed to each other. So like, I mean, that's fine. You do you like, that's, that's, what's the, here's the beauty of, of life. You do you. And hopefully you'll meet someone that also holds to your same, um, views. And that's beautiful. (laughs) It's beautiful because part of the, you know, the false teaching that I grew up under some of the false teaching. One, one of the things that goes right along with this same subject was, you know, your your marriage will be blessed if you wait to have sex on your wedding night. Your marriage will be blessed. Okay, that's a that's a fucking lie. That's not true. That is such bullshit. That is just a toxic belief. Um, oh my goodness, you know that's such a toxic belief. Uh. Now, is there a slight nugget of, of something in there? The only nugget that I could pull from something like that would be, you know, not to live loosey goosey, just sleeping around with everybody and just having a million partners. Again, I'm not judging people that do that. If you do that, like I said, you do you. And if that makes you happy and that fulfills your heart and makes you you know, sleep better at night, then continue to live that way. Um, but for me and, and for at least a lot of the people that I coach and work with there, there needs to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit, a little bit, uh, or a few more boundaries or a little bit more thought, I guess, or, a reflective perspective. I don't know what the, what the word is or how to say this, but I just think, you know, that there, 
maybe it needs to be something you think about. You know, what, what do you want from your life? What do you want from your sex life? What do you want from another human being? You know? And so, uh, I know I've encouraged a lot of couples that are a lot of people, not couples, but people that, you know, guys or girls, you know, here's what I hear all the time. Okay. Here's what I hear all the time. I had sex with him and I never heard from him again. Well, you know, really there's no one to blame, but yourself, you know, if you, if you give it up, you need to be able to give it up willingly knowing that, that you're giving it up and that might be it. If you don't want to be hurt in that way, if you don't want to give it up and then be hurt, then, then don't give it up yet. Like, you know what I mean? Like wait for whatever it is that you need to wait for in order for you to feel good about it. Does that, does that make any sense? You know, like, like if, if, if you, if that makes you feel cheap, well then, then don't be cheap. Then don't do that. You know, just don't do that. Now, if you can have guilt-free first date sex and whether he ever calls you or he, whether she ever calls you, you feel good about it, then fine. You know, chalk it up to, it was a fun, great night and whatever. I mean, that's, um, I think it's more of about a balanced perspective and you got to figure out what, what matters to you and, and, and how you want to, um, you know, protect yourself, govern your sexuality, uh, experience your sexuality to live your life. Um, you know, live according to your, um, to, to your values. I think that's probably, that's probably for me more of what it is. It's, it's live according to your values. Um, if your values are, uh, whatever, again, whatever your values are, then you just need to govern your life around that, you know? And for me, again, me personally, cause I, I can't talk about you cause I don't know what your values are. My personal values, I have a, a high value um, around intimacy and sex. And so um, I, I want to, again, just one of my rules, I really, I want to like someone if I'm going to do that. If I'm going to be intimate with you, I, I need to like you. Like I need to be able to not be intimate with you and still have a good time. Right. Does that make sense? Like I, like if I wouldn't hang out with you to go see a movie or go to dinner or go for drinks or go dancing or whatever, or walk through a park, if I wouldn't do those things with you, I really, I really would rather not sleep with you. Like I would rather, I, I would rather sleep with someone that I enjoy and like now, now that doesn't mean that I can't meet you and instantly go, yeah, I, I, I like this person. They're, they're cool. Like, and then be, you know, be in a place where I, I could go to that next step that same day. Like that's possible. Um, but for me, I just value intimacy enough that, you know, to just meet someone and go, man, I, that person's a psycho, but I'll sleep with them. No, 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 no. Uh, that's, that's just my hard, fast rule. Um, so anyway, you know, going back to the Bible, going back to, you know, what the, what people think the Bible teaches. Well, it doesn't teach that. It just talks about immorality, fleeing sexual immorality. I know some people have said, well, the, you know, 
uh, Ten Commandments, adultery. Okay, no, no, no. Adultery is uh, not sex between an unmarried man and an unmarried woman. Adultery is you're married and committed to someone else in a monogamous relationship, and you step outside of that commitment and you have sex with someone else. Yes, uh, that's not good. Um, and that's that's definitely something uh, many of us are guilty of, but it's not something to be proud of, and it's not something that's good. Um, but that that's a separate that's a separate that's a separate um, issue. That you know that that's adultery. I think most everybody on the planet, unless you're in a polyamorous relationship, uh, would would view that as sinful. So what do you you say to me? What do you mean by polyamorous? For those that don't know, polyamorous is just many meaning. That if I was in a if I was in a if I was married to someone and we were what polyamorous, what that means is each of us would have an agreement that we could each sleep with other people as long as as long as we're honest with each other about it. Uh, so you know, so yeah, and and I've known, believe this or not, I know this might shock some of you, especially some of you evangelicals out there, if you're even listening. I've had. Christian couples that are polyamorous or are what, what they referred to as they had an open marriage. Now, what do I think about that? I don't, I don't know. I really don't. I'm, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it and I'm not sure I'm in favor of it. I'm neutral on it. I really am. I'm neutral. It only works if both he and her, or, you know, if you're, heterosexual i'm assuming if you're heterosexual if you're homosexual he and he her and her whatever you know but it, it or a thruple i've heard of a thruple which is three people anyway there's a lot of different things out there you know teach his own do your thing so ah gotta take a break and then i'll come back and i'll tell you what i think about polyamorous relationships uh and or having an open marriage uh and it may surprise you because i don't think it's a sin uh, at all to be in an open marriage. Uh, but there are some guidelines and some boundaries that have to be in place and for in order for that to work because I have also coached couples who were polyamorous or open and committed adultery. And I'll tell you what that means when we come back. Okay, and we're back. So let's conclude this particular episode on sex before marriage, a sin. I believe that's ridiculous to believe that. But having boundaries, having rules you follow, um, you know, being respectable, um, being honest, being open. Uh, all those things are are things that that are important, I believe, when it comes to sex. And and you know, uh, here's the thing: don't ever do something that you're going to regret. That's that's something. Uh, and again, I, I've obviously not lived by that perfectly, um, uh, but it's something I, I value. It, it's it's one reason why I only have two drinks at the max. 
when I go out because anything more than that, then that's when there's going to be regrets, not just regrets from my actions, but possibly regrets because I'll have a headache the next day or feel like shit. Um, so, and it's honestly, it's, it's partly why I go to bed early. I get up early. I eat healthy. I exercise. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, all I can say is I live that way because of the regrets. I don't, I don't want to live in such a way that then my life is just full of regrets. Again, I've done things I, re, I, I regret. I don't believe in regrets, but in, in, you know, in the context of this conversation, you know, things that I'm not proud of, right? There's things that, that yes, if I could go back, I wouldn't have done that or I would do it different or of course, it, I think every, anyone listening right now would be completely a fool to to say that they if they act they would just do exactly the same shit they they did uh, now again i don't believe in regrets so but you understand what i'm saying within that context if you know things that i've done that have ended up hurting people if i could go back i wouldn't want to hurt them so i wouldn't do that you know knowing what i know now uh but here's the reality right you can't change the past um, you know, the past doesn't exist. It's already done. It's gone. So all you can do is learn from your past in order to have a better future. I mean, that not that the key to life? I mean, can anyone say they don't have a, a regret? I mean, again, even if, you, if you're like me and you don't believe in regrets, let me reword it then. Can anyone on planet Earth say that they might not, they wouldn't, or they would maybe do something different knowing what they know now? Right? I mean, of course. I mean, I mean, honestly, I, I and if anybody goes, nope, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be nice and say, you're probably lying. Uh, because if, if you if you hurt someone with the decision that you made in the past and you could do that over and you would still do that thing to hurt them you're you're a shitty person <laughs> i i'm sorry but you are you're a piece of shit um so now you can't change it. So it's really a mute point. It's kind of really ridiculous for me to even bring it up because you can't, you can't go back, but, and here's how I know this is true. What I'm saying, here's how I know that it's true because good people learn from their past and don't like to repeat the past mistakes. That's what good people do. Good people look back and go, yeah, when I rot, when I you know knocked off that quick trip, and went to prison and da, 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 da. Yeah. I learned my lesson, man. It's not good to steal. <laughs> right. I mean, that, and people that would continue to do that, all of us would be like, there's a fool, there's an idiot. There's a, you know, moron. Someone that there's someone that doesn't learn their lesson. There's someone that isn't, hasn't grown and, and learned from their past. Right. So that's how I know that's a true, it's a true deal that you can't go back. So it is mute to say, you know, if you could go back, would you change that? We don't even, but I shouldn't even ask that question because you can't go back, but you understand what I mean, what, what I'm meaning or what the context of this conversation is, 
is that we've all done things that we wouldn't do again because we learned a valuable lesson. Yes, I wouldn't want to change the lessons that I've learned. What I've what I did in my past has brought me to today and it's made me who I am. And without those lessons, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Whatever you can, you can, whatever you want to say, you know, to, to, to make you feel better. That's fine. I get it. Uh, because again, you're talking to someone that is also a person that doesn't believe in regrets because it's completely pointless, but I do believe I do believe in not repeating the mistakes of the past. I do believe in learning from my past. I do believe that we should learn and grow from our past. I digress. So this whole episode is about sin. Is it sin to have sex outside of marriage? And again, I'm making the assumption that there is even such a thing as sin. Is that a human construct? Is that something that humans made up and we say that God told us and God, you know, whatever again, because we don't have a divine, there is no divine book on this planet. There isn't, there is no divine. There is no book on this planet that is from God that doesn't exist. Now I know some people treat the Bible as such, but that, that, I mean, that's, that's not, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. And, Again, even people that would think that it's divine, if you really like got them to answer the question honestly, they would admit that, well, yeah, no, it was humans that wrote it, but they were inspired by God. It was, you know, it's infallible. It's whatever. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so uh, this whole idea of sin anyway uh, is whatever. That's a religious construct. That's a human construct f- hidden under the umbrella of religious whatever. Um, but I guess it, it comes down to morality. You know, forget sin. It comes down to morality. You know, what what is um, uh, what what is morality, right? And so if if me, if 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 me as a 51 year old single adult man, uh, meets another female, uh, that wants to engage in sexual activity and I want to engage in sexual activity. Is that immoral? Well, of, of course not. Of course that's not immoral. Now, according to religious, um, teachings and beliefs, uh, yeah, pop, it depends on which religion you're going with, but yeah. Right. So what's, what's the balance? You know, what is immorality? Well, goodness gracious. I, I haven't even given that. I would have to like probably pontificate that with myself for a, a long time to really talk about that because I've also said this in other episodes and it's true. Um, I've actually been more concerned with morality and am living more, more moral today than, than ever before. Um, and, and just, and frankly, just more concerned with being moral, uh, and not because of being punished by some God or with the threat of hell, which I really don't even believe in. So, um, 
but yeah, morality matters to me. You know, I, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said they don't lie. And I was like, holy shit, like you're lying about that. Like you're, you just lied about everybody fucking lies. And I'm not saying it's good to lie. I'm not saying we should lie. I'm not saying any of that, but it's a fact. Everybody fucking lies. And here's how we lie. Often, I don't even want to get into that, that everybody lies. Okay. That doesn't make it right. I'm telling you right now, lying is wrong. It's not good. It's not moral. It's not moral to lie. I think lying is wrong. So by me saying everybody lies, I'm not saying it's okay or it's right. I'm just saying everybody fucking lies and has lied and lies about different things and lies in different ways. It's just what, you know, people, what people determine as a lie and what is a lie are two different things. That's, that's where the confusion often is. People's, Matter of fact, anybody that says, I never lie, I'm always honest, just mark it fucking down. They're, they're one of the biggest liars because they're not self-aware. Um, now, do I want to lie? Hell no. Do I intend on lying? No, I don't want to lie. I think it's wrong, but I lie and I have lied. Now, it, just depending on what degree and what level of lie that it is, you know, calling that person saying, hey, I'm, I got stuck at a train. Well, yeah, I was stuck at a train for a second, but I'm actually I started late. That was the real issue. Does, does that make sense? Like those that's a lie. So when people say, man, traffic was really bad. Really? So traffic was so bad, like you left in plenty of time to get there on time. And actually the traffic is making you late or you were kind of running late, started kind of late and a little bit of traffic totally fucked up your timing. Right. So that's a fucking lie. You're lying. (laughs) So anyway, so when it comes to morality, um, I think uh, just like with lying or anything else, I think there's, there are things to keep in mind. You know, if, if, if I'm single and you're single and you want to engage in sexual activity and so do I, that's honest and that's moral. There's nothing immoral about that at all. Um, now outside of that, right. You get into the other situations of I'm manipulating you. I'm telling you, I love you. And I, I, I want to marry you so that I can, you know, get further with you. Okay. That's, that's, that's a scam. Uh, if I'm misleading you, that's a scam. If I'm lying to you to get you to, that's a scam. Uh, if you, if, if the person's drunk and you're taking advantage of, of their, their intoxicated, uh, more loosey goosey self, that's, that's a sin I, or wrong. That's immoral. Um, <laughs> I've, had, I've had several girls intoxicated sleep on my couch and they stayed clothed. I stayed clothed and nothing ever happened because that's, I, that, that's a morality issue for me. That's a morality issue for me. Um, I, I don't want to engage any kind of sexual activity when someone is drunk. That doesn't seem for me, that doesn't seem right. Um, uh, so I don't do it because again, I want to be able to wake up the next day and feel good about myself. And I want the person that was with in my company to feel good about themselves and not have to do the walk of shame and the walk, the walk of guilt. I don't want anybody feeling guilty about being with me. No way. 
No way, no way, no way. So anyway, um, that's the episode. That's it. I think it's a very toxic teaching. Uh, I think that it's created a lot of shame and guilt around sexuality. I think it's created a lot of guilt and shame uh, around. Uh, I'm coaching. I'm coaching a couple right now. I'm working with a couple right now. Been married like 15 years. Uh, they were, well, she was a virgin when they got married. And they have tons of sexual issues, sexual frustrations, sexual hangups, lots of shame and guilt in regards to sex because sex was always viewed as something evil. It's like a no, no, you're not supposed to have sex until you're married. So they waited till they were married and now it just, it's a cluster mess. So not healthy, not helpful. We all need to develop healthy, balanced, moral uh, views on sex and, and morality. I'm just going to tell you right now, morality does not come strictly from religious things like the Bible there. Okay. I have to mention this because, you know, I have that evangelical upbringing. So I have that evangelical part of my thinking still attached, meaning I can think like I think now, but I also can think like I used to think as an evangelical. And so in my mind, I'm, you know, well, the Bible says, okay, listen, in the Bible that people like to, you know, consider divine, you have people like Solomon who had 700 women that he was having sex with. You have people like, and it was okay. You have people like King David who slept with everybody. And I mean, when people like to try to use the Bible as this divine, perfect, like if we live like the Bible, when people say, well, biblical view of marriage, oh, really? What is the biblical view of marriage? Really? Like Solomon, is that the biblical view of marriage? So really poly, poly, uh, polyamory or polyamorous is fine. Like I should have a hundred wives. Like that's in the Bible and that's Solomon, one of the wisest people to ever live. So, you know, when it comes to the Bible, we got to be careful when, when we start, when we start elevating the Bible, because then that means everything in it, it, you can't excuse, you can't pick and choose, you know, you can't pick and choose and say, well, the Bible says, you know, whatever the Bible actually doesn't say anything about an unmarried man and an unmarried woman having sexual intercourse that they've agreed upon. There's nowhere in the Bible that that, 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 that says it's wrong. Now you can construe some things and you can finagle some things and you can try to make it say some things that it's really not saying and take some things out of context. Well, of course, I mean, you, you can get the Bible to say anything like that. I mean, you can easily, I mean, literally I can, Oh goodness gracious. I mean, you can pick and choose all day long and make the Bible say a bunch of wild stuff. I mean, I could literally use scripture to prove that I, it's okay for me to have a slave as long as I treat the slave nicely. <laughs> so yeah. Hello. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining me today. I know I was rambling. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was helpful. I hope it stirred up, stirred up your own mind and uh, create creates conversations amongst you and your friends, or even just for you to do your own soul searching and your own, um, 
morality search on what's important to you. What do you value? And, and especially around sexuality, you know, for those that are married listening to this, dear Lord, I mean that, you know, within marriage, you should be having the best sex ever. Un, totally unbridled. Just, I mean, have a heyday. Uh, those that are single uh, as well, you can too. Uh, we singles can have, have wonderful, beautiful, moral sex. And, um, you know, just determine what that is for you. What, what do you think about sex? Now it's not good. Everybody's not going to have the same view on it and that's okay. I, I, you know, again, every, to each his own, but just make sure you're doing right by you and doing right by what you feel is, you know, good and right and, and moral. All right, guys, peace out.